Mobile business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg business flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The dollar has dropped to the weakest in more than two years. Mexican markets move lower today. U.S. stocks little changed as natural disasters continue to hit North America. There was the earthquake in Mexico, also uh, Hurricane Irma bearing down on Florida. We've got the S&P down three points now at 2461, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. The Dow is up 16, little changed, up one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ is down 38, down six-tenths of one percent. Gold up a dollar fifty the ounce, climbing one-tenth of one percent. And crude oil down on lower demand. It is dropping 3.1 percent, down a dollar fifty-three a barrel to $47.56. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie. It is time now for the Bloomberg ETF report brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit blackrock.com slash factors. Prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here's Bloomberg's Julie Hyman. Yesterday, Eric Beltrunas and I talked about some new politically-themed ETFs. But, of course, an ETF doesn't have to be explicitly political to be affected by what's going on in politics. And Eric, you've got an example for us today. I do. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, initial Trump trade ETFs have kind of gone up and down, and whether it's Mexico or financials. But one that has been consistent is aerospace and defense ETFs. Um, these ETFs, there's only three of them, but they've taken in $3 billion since the election. That doubling their assets has 100% asset growth. You rarely see that. Um, but this is because Trump's big into military, big into military spending, and they, these companies stand to benefit from that. And, of course, now you also have the specter of North Korea, perhaps, and some of the other geopolitical events and speculation that are also boosting these ETFs. Yeah, and keep in mind, this isn't just a Trump thing. Aerospace and defense stocks did great under Obama as well. Um, and the companies you get here are like Lockheed and Boeing. Thanks, Eric. So defense and aerospace ETFs can be a proxy for politics as well. With the Bloomberg ETF Report, I'm Julie Hyman. Thank you so much, Julie. This week's Look at Venture Capital is brought to you by Eisner Amper Center for Family Business Excellence. If you're a family-owned business and need support in navigating tough family business decisions, Eisner Amper can help. Learn more at eisneramper.com slash family. The startups in Silicon Valley, some are getting hot and some are not here to talk about uh, a particular startup that uh, drew a lot of Interesting commentary before uh, before filing for insolvency uh, is Olivia Zaleski. She's a Bloomberg News tech reporter who's come all the way from the West Coast to, to grace us in the presence of our Bloomberg 1130 studios. Olivia, um, you are part of the Bloomberg team that has been following the Juicero saga, which has been parodied by many and was initially started off when Bloomberg News demonstrated that this company that as told people that you could get this expensive juicer to freshly press these packets, the packets could be as easily pressed with your hands. So what went wrong here and how did this month, how did this company raise $130 million? Well, absolutely. We did expose that these packs um, could be squeezed by hand and they uh, didn't 
necessarily need this expensive machine. Um, I think what went wrong here was that this company uh, over-engineered uh, for a product that perhaps for a, a problem that perhaps didn't really exist, which is um, this idea that you need fresh juice in your home and that it needs to be perfectly pressed by a machine. Um, so. You know, I think Juicero is a fascinating example of sort of a larger issue in, issue in Silicon Valley of, of over-engineering and trying to solve problems that may not really be there. Well, when you say over-engineering, that really brings us to the founder and kind of his dream, his hope to bring fresh juice to everybody. Um, is this an issue of people not wanting juice or people not wanting to pay how much for the juicer that was? So the, the juicer was originally $700, um, or $699, and then they dropped the price and, um, its last price was about $399. And the reason it was so expensive is actually, um, really beautifully engineered, but perhaps over-engineered. It was engineered to mimic the human hand. It had, um, 400 different parts in it, several of them requiring unique patents that Juicero had to take out. Um, it had enough force, the company claims, to lift two Teslas, uh, an exorbitant amount of force. Um, it had a, uh, a gear plate in it, and it really begs the question of why this machine was necessary. Why not just have people purchase these produce packs and squeeze them by hand? And how did this company raise so much money from so many investors? And I assume those investors are somewhat angry now, no? I think that they're angry about how the the situation um, sort of – or how the company unwound because they feel it was somewhat unfair. But uh, many of the investors that I spoke with say they really believed in the company. And I think the the premise of the company, the original idea, was to bring people fresh produce in packs – uh, and then I think they got sidetracked on this machine. But the, the concept was really to find a way to deliver fresh produce um, through a subscription service, which is what is how this um, very charismatic and um, energetic founder, Doug Evans, sold the idea originally. Uh, he sold some of Silicon Valley's biggest names and raised about $134 million. This this reminds me of an article that I recently read where uh, this particular tech innovator was saying that he skips lunch not because he's dieting, but because it's a biohack. And I have to wonder how much of what we're talking about with Juicero is sort of endemic to Silicon Valley and represents a lot of startups that are not creating anything that is particularly of value or that's necessary um, and that are destined to go the same way. You know, Silicon Valley has very much recently become sort of a punchline. You know, there's this great HBO show uh, that makes fun of a lot of these kooky founders who come up with these ideas. And I I do think that, yes, it has sort of – become its own worst enemy in the sense that we over-engineer and we over-design for problems that may not exist. And then I think if you um, add in social media and sort of a snarky tech press, it creates this perfect storm, which is what happened with Juicero. It became victim of its own engineering and really um, just being just an excessive example of um, over-engineered technology. Truly. Um, one other thing that I wanted to raise with you is Uber, because Uber has been uh, facing uh, one issue after another, and we're just uh, learning now that they're facing a new FBI probe over a targeting Lyft 
customers? What, yeah. What's this so about? The, it's, it's under inquiry now um, for a program that was called Hell internally. And uh, it <laughs> essentially, yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. As, as Uber was known for having all sorts of interesting names for different secret programs that it had. One of them, Grayball. This one called Hell. Um, another called Godview, where it could spy on users. In this case, um, Uber was spying on its um, essentially its greatest competitor, the drivers for its greatest competitor, Lyft, and essentially uh, drivers who used both Lyft and Uber. Uh, Uber was able to see what those drivers were up to and then send them very targeted um promotions to encourage them to only use Uber. So it's not illegal to send a um, driver for a competitor a promotion. It is illegal to spy on them and to um, access information that's in their their phone um, that they were not authorized to do. This is allegedly. So I'm not sure what will happen with the company, but um, certainly they are facing a lot of legal scrutiny right now. And this is just really piling on to their problems. Um, the idea of naming it hell probably isn't going to help them. I'm just going to postulate that. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right on that one. Um, I think it's also important to note that Uber now has a new CEO, um, Dara um, Khosrow Shahi, who is really known for he, – he was the former CEO of Expedia and has a um, really stellar reputation, and um, yeah. people consider him a great leader. So I think that he will be able to dig the company out right. of a lot of these troubles. Olivia Zaleski, Bloomberg Technology Reporter, thank you so much. Mmm, Juicero, the saga that just keeps on giving. This is Bloomberg. <laughs>